Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hour two of the Chase Thomas podcast rolls along, where I am now joined by someone who covers a very good but very strange football team, the five and two New Orleans Saints down there in New Orleans, Louisiana. It's John Hendricks of Sports Illustrated. John, good. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, thinking about me and you know monitoring the NFL trade deadline. <laughs> it's really the the main thing that's going on right now. Yeah, it's a little bit more uh, more interesting than it's been in years past. It seems like there's more opportunity for movement. People are photoshopping OBJ into different jerseys. Um, we saw Von Miller get moved. Um, we don't know if the Titans will take a bigger splash than Adrian Peterson to fill the Derrick Henry role. Um, your team, though, I mean, the, the questions, I mean, you wrote about this today, but the questions surrounding uh, what the, the Saints are going to do with James Winston being lost for the season. But in Sean Payton-like fashion, it seems like he's comfortable with uh, what he's already got in the building, right? Yeah, look, I, I think that's the way, and I wrote about this um, the other day, you know, ahead of the trade deadline. Is, you know, I believe the Saints are going to stay in Pat. He's already said that he likes the room that he has and that's Trevor Simeon that's Taysom Hill and that's Ian Book and so Book is an interesting guy I think right now of course obviously if the game was tomorrow against the Falcons you'd have Simeon starting you have Book as the backup and you know Taysom Hill's been out since week five when he got knocked out with a concussion and so look I don't think they want to change his role and the way that I was a little bit impressed is you know, they came out swinging and uh, slinging with Trevor Simeon, you know, and he's a veteran in this league, and he's been around since last year when they picked him up off the Titans practice squad. So it's not totally surprising and if for a veteran guy like him to come in. I mean, obviously he's not Jameis Winston, right? And I expect them to continue to see this in-house. If anything, they're going to try to get some wide receiver help because that's really where the deficiency's been, especially with Mike Thomas not being back on the field yet. It sounds like he's, he's not ready just yet, and still might have some little bit of setbacks if you will but um look i think right now that's where they're looking is wide receiver tight end quarterback i don't think there's really many options out there and the thing is you got to ask yourself if you're a saints fan is you know a there's a there's a learning curve that happens when you bring somebody in new in and and b is it going to be better than what you have the continuity that's been there yeah, I think there are two names that interested me, I guess, a little bit. Um, the first one, I, I'm I'm curious what you would think the the feedback from Saints fans would be. Be Goff. And I know people scoff at that and the Jared Goff without Sean McVay record being uh, winless. But just on a terrible Lions team, um, really going nowhere. They're, what, 0-7 at this point, getting blown out by the Eagles. Um I mean, he has been to Super Bowl. He has someone who has that kind of style where it's like, oh, why would they want golf? It's like, well, they're going with Trevor Simeon. So I don't, I don't know anyone who prefers Simeon over Jared Goff. And look, Goff is not a franchise guy in this league, but is he someone who, as we've seen with a great offensive mind and a great defense behind him, he is someone that can be a steady enough hand to get you, get you to the Super Bowl. Um, he just did it. They didn't win. They were in it against the Pats. So I just. That's the first name that I wonder. I'm like, Sean Payton could get Jared Goff to Super Bowl. Like, I just, I believe with this defense and this group and this offensive line, which with Ramsick and Armstead and everybody in that group, it's a great situation for him, kind of akin to what he was dealing with in Los Angeles, right? Is that is that a fair fair assessment for why it would, it would be 
at least interesting or intriguing to do something like that? Yeah, I think it would be intriguing. And look, I mean, obviously the big concern is his contract and the extension he's got True. and how many years he has left. And obviously that's never stopped the Saints before. But, you know, look, again, you look at some of these quarterbacks and I, I don't want to say system quarterback or anything, but look, Sean Payton's a guy like McVay who's who's done this for a long time and he maximizes you know the player output and some of the things that, that these – offenses are catered to. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was a great example. Taysom Hill is a great example. I mean, you know, people don't realize how many quarterbacks now that he's won games with that are not named Drew Brees. You know, it's just kind of crazy in itself, but um, you know, it's a a credit to him because everybody wants to go for the younger guys that are like, you know, hey, these are the new offensive geniuses, but Peyton's been doing it 15 years, you know, and so I thought it would be interesting for sure. You know, I think if trade targets, you know, a lot of people talk Nick Foles. Once again, that's yeah, I don't think it's a Sean Payton thing. You no, know, nah, I don't see it there. And, you know, I was like, maybe even Andy Dalton would be more. And mm. some people so, floated out Mr. Trubisky as a possibility. Mm. Um, you know, just a lot of different players that you, if you will. And so, I, you know, I could see some of it. But at the same time, I really got to say that, I believe that they have the answer on their roster, that they're going to stick with what they have. They're going to lean on that defense and kind of have that identity there. They made a huge move in getting Mark Ingram. That helps take a lot of pressure off of Alvin Kamara. And it also helps with the short game, too. So, I mean, you know, it's it's something that Taysom Hill's been doing, but they got some injuries to the running backs front. And so uh, it, it doesn't surprise me that they were able to make a move there. But, look, I think receiver is where they're at. And you look at the roster, the defense, again, a bunch of no-name guys, really, if you will, except for maybe Malcolm Jenkins, Lattimore, and Demario Davis. But these are guys that just don't get a lot of respect, if you will. Cam Jordan, too. But, you know, they do a, an exceptional job. Um, and I think they can carry this team a long way. Um, who do you think gets the start on Sunday? Is it Simeon or Taysom Hill? Yeah, I think as of right now, it's got to be Trevor Simeon. And the thing is, you know, Taysom Hill, he's – doing okay and he's, he's he'll be back hopefully this week but you know i still believe that I, they want to keep him in uh, the role that they've been using not that he can play can't play quarterback or anything like that i think you know seeing him in training camp and just kind of watching everything that unfold he's developed definitely as a quarterback and you know going into this we talked a lot about quarterback battle all this craziness and you know, I always told people, I was like, I gave Jameis a 98% to win this job, and it's just more his job to lose. And he came in, he did a lot more things on it. I think Taysom's an exciting player to watch. And, you know, um, I, I just feel like they have an idea that, hey, we can still get this done with Trevor if, worst case, Ian Book is... is well, I was going to ask you, is there a chance we get Ian Book instead? Down. I don't think we'll get him um, over Simeon, but I do think it's intriguing that, you know, a lot of teams were pretty interested in him uh, before the start of the season, kind of preseason and all that good stuff. And there's some rumors out there that some teams are trying to trade for him. But, look, I think he's one of those players that, you know, I, I obviously there's some rookie concerns and struggles that you're going to have with somebody like him. But I think he's a very smart and talented player. People look at the other guys like, oh, hey, Rodgers after this year and other players like that. But I really do believe I think he could be the future for this team if if they so choose to move in that direction. So I believe right now, again, you asked me today, it's Trevor Simeon. You asked me for Sunday, I think it's going to be Trevor Simeon. And uh, if something goes to the wayside, maybe they switch back to Taysom Hill. And if, you know, an extreme circumstance, it'll, it'll fall on Ian Book. Mm. Well, 
in terms of what happened on Sunday against Tampa Bay, how uh, how were the the Saints, Dennis Allen, Sean Payton, ha- able to just really dominate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that has just been so dominant to this point? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'd say it starts defensively, and um, you know, Dennis Allen. I'll, I'll be really shocked if he's not a head coach next year. Um, mm. He's done a fantastic job. Look, you got to remember he came in and as a, a defensive assistant for the team after it didn't work as his stint as a head coach. He ended up replacing Rob Ryan after he got fired, and he started retooling his defense. And, I mean, that started kind of in that 2015-2016 season. It really wasn't a product, and it kind of started there after Ryan got fired. And, you know, Allen's done a really good job getting more pieces in. They've gotten better in the pass rush. They have better, you know, support systems around them. But, look, I, I say it starts there because – for whatever reason, you know, Brady just doesn't do the greatest against New Orleans. And, um, you know, they, they know, like on that interception of P.J. Williams, he said it after the game. He's like, you know, we were looking looking for that, but they weren't playing that type of game. And uh, Marcus Williams almost had a pick on him earlier in a similar type of play. But, you know, they were kind of looking at for it then at that particular moment. And Williams was in a perfect place the way they were playing defense. And so – you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, hey, you got to tip your hat to the Saints defense. They do an exceptional job. Um, you know, and then offensively, man, it was getting getting Mark Ingram back, huge energy boost. Playing at the Superdome, huge energy boost. Uh, Ingram was a factor. Traquan Smith had a better rebound game. Alvin Kamara, they still stuck to the run game. They leaned on that offensive line to help move the football. And, you know, Tampa's got the best run defense in the league. And so there were so many good things that went right. And, you know, main thing is they won the turnover battle. And, you know, you get a key interception before the half, so you get a uh, a strip sack on Tom Brady. I mean, that type of stuff matters. And it looked like Tampa was going to come back. I mean, they made it interesting. They took the lead, and uh, there were some clock management issues at the end, but Sean Payton said he's thinking touchdown, not not field goal or anything, wanted to be aggressive, and, and ultimately put the, the test on the defense, and the defense likes it, and that's they responded in a huge way. How does the game plan change without Jameis now? Well, I, I don't know if it doesn't change, if it does change a ton. Um, you know, the biggest thing is Jameis was making some real smart decisions. He was really good in the pocket. Definitely heartbroken for him. I mean, he was just doing so well this season. And a guy that, you know, everybody talks about him, it's like, well, he's a turnover machine for 2019. And we saw anything but that from this player this year. And he just so well liked. Um, Sean Payton said he was in tears a little after the game from it. You know, you could just tell the mood is just dejected and your just heart goes out to him. But, you know, look, I was surprised when Simeon came on the field and they were airing it out. I mean, they weren't scared to throw the football. He took deep shot in the third quarter to Kevin White, of all people. And you heard the broadcast. He's like, this guy hadn't caught a ball in three years. And you get guys like Alex Arma getting a touchdown, first one in two years. And then you get Garrett Griffin involved. I mean, it was one of those things where it was good to see uh, you know, I almost I joked. I turned to to Mike Triplett, ESPN covers the team too, and um, I was like, you know, they're going to make him beat. They're going to the Bucks are going to make them beat, make Simeon beat him with their arm. And sure enough, I, I think he's going to air it out again. A veteran in this league, and you know, again, same sticking point with Simeon is everybody remembers the guy in Denver, or all these other teams that he just didn't do so well. And you know, Sean Payton's a quarterback whisperer, if you will, if you want to call it that. And I still think that they'll be okay. I mean, it's. It's 10 games to go, so, um, you know, if something goes to the wayside, 
they got to be prepared for that. But I feel good that, hey, you got a division opponent. You got a Tennessee team now that doesn't have Derrick Henry. You got a Philly team, which is tough to figure out right now. And then really the Saints, their bread and butter is going to be made when they have Buffalo on Thanksgiving and uh, Dallas the following week on Thursday Night Football. That's weird. Buffalo Thanksgiving. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. You know, mm-hmm. I got used to beating the Thanksgiving games because it was Atlanta and, you know, one year I'm out, yeah. and one year I'm home, and then they took a break and stuff. And, uh, you know, Buffalo, man, they're, they're, they travel well. I'm, I'm surprised they put them on that slot. I thought it would be Dallas. Yeah. Of course, Dallas plays at home on Thanksgiving, but, you know, for them to put a week after, that's that's really awesome. Can't wait hmm. for that one. Um. What will the addition of Michael Thomas add to this wide receiver room and just what this offense has not been able to do to this point in the season without him? I mean, it's a tremendous boost. I mean, Mike is a guy who is is chomping at the bit to get back out there, right? And, you know, the team is, and again, you talk about some of the off-season drama about the surgery and, you know, going back to last year, just kind of, I guess, quote-unquote bad blood, but that was all fixed and, you know, everybody likes Mike, and he was on the sideline for this game uh, against the Bucks. He's been around a, a, good, a good bit, and, you know, this is going to be a huge boost to his offense, and I think it's going to open up more things for him, and especially if they can get another wide receiver in the mix. But, you know, let's just say they don't. Mike's going to draw some good eyes. I think it's going to open up guys like Marquez Callaway. It's going to open up things for Traquan Smith, and, you know, Deontay Harris is a tough guy to, to, to cover as well, and so – um, and if anything, it might help their tight ends, too, with uh, Adam Trotman, who's, you know, we talked about him and thought he was going to have a bigger breakout year than he's having. But, you know, some of that could be the injury to Nick Vanette. But um, I expect, you know, some of these guys in the long grand scheme of things, when Thomas comes back to, to shine even more and get more opportunities. Um, and But he's, he's, you know, top five wide receiver in this league, top three, whatever you want to call it. And he has the accolades to prove it. And, He's a guy that really needs to come back and, and prove that he's still the same Mike, but he's going to be a dominant force once he comes back to the, to the lineup. I like it. Um, well, actually, I don't. As a Falcons fan, I, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> can't root for it. Can't root for it. And I, when you say everybody likes Honestly. Mike, Falcons fans do not like Mike. I can I can confirm that there is uh, there is some animosity there, but the part of that was Julio, and Julio's gone now. So... Um, unsung heroes on both sides of the ball for the Saints at this point are who? Um, well, I'll tell you one of the ones that I'd say first and foremost defensively would be Tano Passignon. Um, hmm. This is a guy that was added in free agency. He's already tied his career high in sacks in 2019 with four, and he's only played in six games. He missed one of them due to injury. But look, you know, a lot's made about the rookie class, and Paul Sundadebo has been great. Uh, Pete Warner has been outstanding. They've got a lot of, of good things from this rookie class. But look, I'd say Passignon is a guy that came in here as a free agent. You know, everybody wondered, hey, what are they going to do without Trey Hendrickson? The St. Sacks weren't coming really you know they only had eight in the first several games and they've had eight in the past two games passing has been a guy that's been pretty solid and you know the way the Saints defensive line if you ever pay attention to it he's, he's obviously rushes off the edge but they'll go to three down linemen and he'll be a guy that anchors the middle or he goes outside and cam anchors the middle and so I really think he's been a, a subtle strong piece for this defense um, I think Bradley Roby has also been a strong part of this defense too because they like to rotate him in a Debo um, I think Marshawn Lattimore has been fantastic defensively. I think that, uh, you know, getting paying him a huge contract was 
one of the best things they could have done. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you know, I'd say more or less it's it's been if I have to put a group on it, it's probably been the offensive line. You know, they they've had some hits. Um you lose Eric McCoy your first game. You lose Teron Armstead for a stretch. You lost Andres Pete now. Um, and, and you've lost so many pieces of the offensive line. And so I guess I'd say more attribute to coaching just because they've gotten guys like Will Clapp or James Hurst or Calvin Throckmorton that have come in and just seem seamless, right? And so, um, you know, Kamara's probably the easiest choice to say that he's this guy, but you're talking about unsung heroes. That's probably, you know, where I'd go in that direction is the offensive line has been really good for this team and it's been a strong suit and they're just a team that, you know, just keeps on keeps on going and ticking once somebody does go down or somebody has been, you know, out of the lineup as a major player. All right. Well, what are your expectations for the Saints going forward? Well, I still stick with what I said in the beginning of the year. You know, I picked them to go 10-7 and seven and come in as a wild card, and then I doubled down before the season. I think they can go 11-6. and six. Um, It's still going to be a wild card. I think the NFC South, Tampa will probably get that. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Tampa win it, right? And I think they'll still win, but they've got a few things to, to figure out. And I know Tampa's going to use this as a, a springboard for their season, too. But, look, I, I think they get in as a wild card. They're definitely one of the underrated teams because everybody's – you know, all in on Arizona and Green Bay and Dallas and Tampa and, you know, uh, even the Rams, too. And the Rams are all in right now, too. So, look, I, I think the Saints as a wild card sounds right, you know, playing a wild card weekend and such. I don't think they'll get to buy. That, that's going to be interesting in itself. But, you know, they're going to have to be a, a team that probably has to win on the road in their path to the playoffs. But I think they're going to definitely make the wild card try to make a big postseason run. But honestly, they've been a better road team than they have a home team over the past several years. Um, it's kind of weird in some aspects, but they do extremely well on the road and being able to handle things. Um, I, I like their chances. I don't care where they would play. Um, but, you know, at the same time, they've got some major question marks now with this this quarterback issue. And so um, you'll see, we'll have to see how it plays out. And, you know, I do believe that, they have a plan in place and that they're going to be able to execute it and take some pressure off of whoever is playing quarterback because, you know, Winston's numbers weren't on fire. I mean, it's not like he was throwing three, 400 yard games like Drew was doing. And so, um, but he was being efficient with the ball. They were doing things on third down and he was putting it in the end zone and one of the best uh, red zone offenses and defense that uh, the NFL has. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope nothing for the worst for those saints in uh, new orleans <laughs> uh in all seriousness john yeah. uh what can uh, the good folks check out from you across uh the si saints network yeah well let me say this too before is you know being an atlanta fan that mm. um, my heart and heart be careful here go out to calvin ridley okay no yeah. i just say my heart and prayers go out to calvin ridley yeah. you know um mental health is something that you don't play around with and you know, that's a, a huge loss for that team. But, man, sometimes there's things that are greater than football. So kudos to him for taking a step. And I know Atlanta, obviously, you guys got Terry Fontenot there. He was with the Saints. And they're going to support him through this entire thing. And so hopefully Ridley comes back. And he's a major player in this league. And, you know, you just hate to see that type of thing happen. But um, you can follow me on social media at John J. Hendricks. It's Hendricks just like Jimmy for those who still catch the reference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then follow all of our work at Saints.media. All right. Well, keep up the great work, sir. Thank you so much for making the time today. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we'll have to circle back in again soon. 
Yeah, definitely. Appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.